Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And welcome once again to Freedom to Choose uh, and our series, The Life. And if you're keeping score at home, this is program number 27, The Truth That Hurt, on the series of life. And um, Susan, before we get going, let, uh, would you please uh, open the program with a word of prayer? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we are just so grateful that uh, we're alive today and that we're alive during um, this time in Earth's history and that we can look back to, um, to the life of Jesus to see um, how he responded to times of pressure and times of, of uncertainty and that we can rely upon um, on his example to help us, to guide us into how we should um, uh, attempt to um, to recognize that and, and with the strength of the Holy Spirit to act as he acted. And so now we just ask that you would pray that the Holy Spirit would be with us, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, my f- first little set of notes, every once in a while I'll jot something down and I, I, I wrote a couple words down, uh, trying versus training. And I got to thinking, you know, um, if somebody, if somebody asked me to go run a, run a marathon, um, w- would it be, would it be smart for me if, if I was after the first mile or the second mile and I started getting tired, they, they told me just to try harder. Mm, just to would keep- that do it? Keep going. Just, just, you know, I just need to try to it, harder. Put your mind to yeah. making the goal. Does that make sense? No. No, no. What do I need to do in order? What, what would either one of us need to do in order to run a marathon? We would need to do what? A lot of training. Training. We right. need tra- We need to train. Tra- and it's the same thing with with uh, following Jesus. Mm-hmm. You just, you don't try harder. God is trying to, to unravel our selfishness mm-hmm. and unravel the mess we've made of our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some of us, it may not look like we've made that much, much of a mess of our lives. And some of us, we've really made a mess of our lives, but. And I, each one's brain is, is, ex- is extremely. Uh, tangled. Yes. That's and so, word. so in order to, in, in order, in order for me to, 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 to run a marathon, I need to train. I need to strengthen the parts of my body so that I can I can perform for and, the endurance and for the endurance right, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with exercising faith. Right. Well, you it, just don't try harder. You you go through the 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 exercises of the faith. Right. And I isn't that why they're um, and we are called disciples because aren't doesn't disciples mean like you're a learner? Yeah. 
You're a learner. You're right. in training constantly. And the, I think the beautiful thing about God is he says um, there is no arrival point. We oh. are, we get to be learners for eternity, yeah. right? Because there, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but I just find that fascinating that um, it's just going to go on and on and on. Our ability to um, grow and understanding our ability to be closer and closer to God as we um, experience eternity and the day-to-day, however that's going to be, yeah. is um, well, we will always be disciples. We will always be learning. We'll always be put in that position of, um, of uh, what's, the, um, what's the one thing that we've heard a speaker talk about, be about being willing to put yourself under? Oh, yeah, yeah, to listen, to listen under. That, right. To, you know, the humble willingness to listen. Right. To be teachable. And I, th- and I think that amongst um, learning how to love others, like Jesus loved people, that's one of the prime qualities that the Lord desires us to have, that humble willingness to, to listen. To listen, right. Yeah, there's, when we get to heaven, we're going to be surprised. None of us have it right. Right. None of us do. Mm-hmm. God is infinite. Right. We may have it pretty close from our view. Mm-hmm. But once again, God is a prism that it's we just going to continue to unfold and expand. Right, right, it's going to continue and expand. And I think it's I think you, we can t- um, like liken that to nature. So we can um, see a flower, we can see a rosebush grow, we can see it get its leaves, we can see it get its bud, and we can see all these different stages, and then we can see it fully formed and the scent. But we have absolutely no idea beyond that how it happened. How it got there, <laughs> other than observing it. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, and see, nobody will, uh, will be in heaven saying they've got it right and you've got it wrong, God, because there was a being in heaven that had that attitude. Right. And he changed himself so much mm-hmm. that he began a rebellion against God. Right. See, and so a humble willingness and then, and to then, listen. Yeah, and then he came here and taught a whole and uh, new creation how to be um, to be rebellious. against, right, and against God. Yeah, and so uh, that's... It's almost like at this time in Earth's history, we perfected how to be rebels against God. Yep, and how to let our pride get in, our pride and our arrogance get in the way, and then put other people down for not believing the way we believe. Right. It's it's human nature. Right. And so God needs to. He's going to untangle all that if we let him. Right. He is doing that. You know, and yep. and and our and and our talk today is about you know how how Jesus was trying to untangle the way that Peter and the disciples and the Pharisees all thought about him and thought about his mission. And what their expectation their was. Their expectation was that he was going to come and rule with a rod of iron, and he comes and says, My kingdom is not of this not world. Of this world, right. folks. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And, then, and, the, and the pains that he went through to try to explain it to them with kid gloves, mm-hmm. so that they so that they could grasp it a little bit at a, at a time. Right, and the cross will always be a, a mystery on how God gave everything to show w- how far He's willing to go to to say I love you. Right, basically, and, and how far human nature and evil nature is willing to go in order to um, have themselves. Well, they'll nail him up there. Exactly, we we, we will. Right. When we how far change, up will will we're how far we're willing to step down and to destroy people in order that we might be above them? Yeah, God would allow His creation to do that to kill Him. Right. To prove the point that that's what going against Him will 
ultimately end up in. Right. You will nail your creator to a cross and think it's a good idea. Right. All the while, you know, still going to church and... and, Yeah. 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 They they hurried home and sang the doxology. Yes. You know? Um, So let's step back a bit. The work of Jesus is coming to a close. And first off, let's look at the big picture once again. Who is Jesus? Wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace. And even before he took on humanity, he saw the whole length of the path that he had to travel. He had to travel uh, what he had to do to save that which was lost. He saw every insult that was going to be piled on his head, every hardship he was going to have to endure. Everything was open to his view. And he laid aside his crown and his royal robe in heaven, stepped down from the throne, to clothe his divinity with humanity. What a God. Right. And at this point in his ministry, the time had come for the veil that hides the future to be withdrawn. Um, from the time forth, Jesus began forth began Jesus to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things at the hands of the elders and the chief priests, priest and the scribes and be killed and then be raised on the third day. And he's trying to 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 explain this to to the disciples who had something totally different in their mind right. about what the Messiah was going to do. Mm-hmm. Now now the program today is based on Matthew 16, Mark 8 and Luke chapter 9 just to to set that. Um now so as the disciples are there and they're listening to this they're speechless. They're 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 grieving, they're in amazement and they listen. And and probably in denial, not oh, wanting yeah, yeah, to you hear. Know, yeah, what? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jesus, you got it wrong. Once right. again, we're telling God, right? How things need to be. Yeah. So so Jesus, he accepts Peter's acknowledgement of him as the Son of God, and now his words of the suffering and the death. Now Peter's having a hard time comprehending this, so he lays a hold of Jesus as if to draw him back from his impending doom and saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this now shall, shall not be unto thee. In other words, no savior of mine is going to hang on a cross, right. is what Peter's saying. Right. Um, it, because Peter loved the, his Lord, but Jesus did not commend him for this action because for manifesting the desire to shield him from, from suffering. Peter's words were no help to Jesus in the great trial that awaited him. They weren't in harmony with God's purpose of grace towards the lost world, nor the lesson of self-sacrifice that Jesus had come to teach by his own example. So you can imagine they got a guy that can feed multitudes. They got a guy that can, for lack of, not to be irreverent, but to do, that could do tricks for him. Right. He can heal people. He can make food out of... You know, a little bit of food make a lot, and so they're they're saying, you know, why on earth would he would he allow himself to go through this? Look what he's capable of. Right, and then not only that, but you stop and you think how um, that must have a because Jesus had a nature like us. So Peter saying that, I would imagine in some way um, touched or you know, oh act, yeah, act, 
act activated Jesus's human nature. Yeah, it's dangerous to him. Absolutely, it's dangerous for him to say, "You don't, you know, you don't have to do this." Dude. Right. You know. Well, that's uh, what Satan said that's to what, him on the cross. Well, that's what it said right. to him, and and that's that's yeah. You don't have. He said it to him in Gethsemane. Right. He said it to him on the cross. Right. Said it to him in the wilderness. Right. It's a constant thing. Come down off the cross. You don't have to do this. They hate you anyway. Right. Why? Why sacrifice yourself yeah. for um, a yeah. humanity that 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 hates you. you? Right. They follow me. Come right. on, you know that. Right. You know, Peter didn't want to see the, cro- the, the cross in the work of Jesus. And the impression that his words would make would be directly opposed to that which Jesus desired to make on the minds of his followers. And Jesus was moved to under, utter one of the sternest rebukes that ever fell from his lips. Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense to me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. Right. And yeah. Peter is talking to not. I mean, that's. It's. I would like to have been a fly on the wall right there mm-hmm. to see the the overtones on how he said it. You know. Right. It just it's an interesting part. Right. Um, because Satan was trying to discourage yeah. Jesus and to turn him from his mission, and Peter, in his blind love, was tr- was giving voice to that temptation like we were talking before. Yeah. The prince of evil was the author of the thought. His instigation was behind Peter's impulsive response. So you know what, sometimes, and I think that um, you know we can all recognize it, if we do it or if it's done to us in this, as we go through our lives, sometimes um, people can be positive, good people and reinforce us. And then sometimes um, they can be, uh, whether it's a positive push to do negative things or negative in our lives. And so Satan does use um, individuals and circumstances to tempt us to go the wrong oh, way. You know, when you want to get the answer you want, yes. who Would you, you like call. Some, do you want some ice cream, Rich? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Should I stop and get some ice cream? <laughs> yeah. See, she... But in recovery, this is really important right? because you know the people that you can call that are going to let you move out on the edge. Right. And then the people that are going to say, no, that's not a good idea. Don't hang around that person. Right. You know, and and so uh, Jesus puts a stop to what Peter is saying because Jesus's mission is totally, it, it's a whole, looking through a whole different lens. Right. And so I think sometimes maybe we can be Peter's. Mm-hmm. In this, that he, what that what he was exhibiting here, we can be Peters in our own lives and in the lives of other people, right? So I would always say when I was using, well, if if it, you know, when I got clean and sober, if if it would just, if the police just would have left if me they alone, if they just leave me alone, everything would have been fine. And and it, it's because I live in California. If I move, I won't be around those people that are doing all this bad stuff, and then I'd be okay. Yeah, but you, the reality is, is what you took yourself with you. Right. When we you all, moved to Hawaii, you took yourself right, with we you. We always take ourselves with us and our, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's like one of those geographicals that never works because never, our, our inner minds go with us. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and the thing that, and, and when we run, we not only run geographically, but we also run, and, and that's interesting. When you're run, running physically, you're running, you're also running in your mind. Because you're running away from the problem when the problem is your mind. And no matter where you go, that thing goes with you. Right. And so um, psychologically, to, to run physically, 
And of course, naturally running with without running geographically would just simply mean to dive into a bottle or a bag or a woman or, or a man, shopping, shopping or, or whatever, you know, food or whatever. And I think that um, God gives us these stories about Peter so that maybe, you know, I'm sure Peter's not uh, in. Well, I mean, you know, it's for millions and millions of people to see and read about Peter did. But I think the purpose is, is for us to look at it and say, where in my life am I being a Peter or where have I been a Peter that um, I need um, God to change me. I need to. I need God to work in my heart to remove and, and, those and, attributes. And, and think of the the great men of the Bible. They had to go through a crushing right situation, and then they had to carry that crushing situation the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Like Paul said, "Take this thorn out of my flesh." In other words, every time I go to sleep, I see all the women and the children and the people I drug out of homes when I was when I was uh, marching f- uh, for the wrong team, right, if the, you will. The guilt and the, the shame. The guilt and the shame. And mm-hmm. imagine the, the Peter, you know, man, if I could just have that time back and not deny him, but I did. And so, you know, imagine David. Oh, if I could just get that time back. I know I'm forgiven. I know God has cleansed my heart, but I, I, I can't fix the damage that I did. Right. You know? And so we, those stories are in there to show us that that God can pick people up after they've done terrible things and he can work miracles and they can live with those memories and still live productive, happy, God-fearing lives and be a, be connected with God after all that, knowing that God will treat us just like his son who didn't sin. Mm-hmm. And that's... Yeah, because I, and I, this is way off track from our, our thing, but I've, I've heard a lot of people say, well, um, you know, God... Uh, God doesn't, or you can't be in the presence of God when you when you have sin, or sin can't be in the presence of God. And I think that, um, you know, when, that. Go, but then Paul says, "Come boldly before the throne of grace." Well, did Jesus not wash the disciples' feet? Would right. he not wash the betrayer's feet? Well, and then not only and, that, but what about the in the very beginning, before this earth was even created? Yeah, there was a being in heaven, and and, and believe. And, that, that, well, I'm going to get sidetracked here. Sorry. Say, uh, no, no, it's okay. Um, the Bible says Satan was cast. He wasn't cast out of heaven. That's a that's a word play. There was nobody that would listen to him there anymore. So he came to the place. They don't they don't listen to him anymore right. there. Right. You see, in the book of Job, he had a little bit of pull. He's accusing jo- God. Once Jesus came, he shut Satan's mouth. Right. And there was no place left for him there. In order to be a king, you have to have a kingdom. Right. And he had one-third of the most brilliant beings in heaven. They were cast, if you will, to this earth because now he has a kingdom here, people that listen to him. But they don't put up with his remarks in heaven anymore. Right. So he's here, and he's trying to get Jesus through Peter. He's trying all these things. You know, it's just it's right. this, so, this big picture. It's just mind-boggling. Yeah, so right now it's like we're coming to the— to the pinnacle of this of the showdown between yep. good and evil yep. and and Satan's doing everything he can to try to um you know try to attack and to break down Jesus and Jesus is saying I have a mission and my mission is to um is to show the character of God my mission is to show what it's like to give for others and to you know, so to the ultimate, right? And and Satan is always there. Trying you don't have to. to. Right, you don't have exactly. to go through this. Right. Yeah. And and in, using in fact, this. yeah, in the wilderness. I mean, 
if you think about it, Satan offered Jesus the dominion of the world. And, 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 and I mean, ask yourself this question. Do you want a God that gives you this world or a God that gives you the world to come? Right. It can't be both. Right. Because this world is a dangerous planet. It's messed up and it is being run by the wrong leader. Right. And it's obvious. So the promise is the world to come. The, and that that takes a path of humiliation and sacrifice. That's how it works. That's You can't keep it unless you give it away. And you're not going to be there. I will not be there unless I am teachable. I'm not going up there and telling God how it is. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I have a lot of fetching up. And, and, G, and, and the devil was presenting that same temptation to, to Jesus in the wilderness that, you know, you can have this world and don't worry about it. It ain't worth the, the long term, ain't worth it. And he's trying to get Peter to look at that. And, he, and so that we wouldn't see the real meaning of the cross. Right. The and real meaning of the cross. Absolutely. And then he was also, um, you know, through Peter, Satan was uh, was trying to um, press that temptation on Jesus the same way that Satan did. In so he was getting a twofold. He was trying to right. he, he was trying to get Peter discouraged. Right. And Jesus discouraged at the, the same in the same fail swoop because right. he does that. You know how we'll get together in groups and we'll be going sideways, and all the group gets the same mentality. Now we're all going sideways. Right. And the words that Jesus spoke, they weren't spoken to Peter, but they were spoken to Satan. Right. And, um, you know, Jesus is trying to reveal to Peter the mystery of his love, and 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 Satan's in between. Absolutely, and it was a real bitter lesson for Peter that he had to learn slowly, and that the path that Jesus was to take was was a path of agony and humiliation. And it was in the heat of the fiery furnace that that Peter was to learn about this. And um, Jesus said... or when Peter said, um, when he was older and, and he was writing his books, he said, Beloved, do not think strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. In other words, it's worth it. And in other words, I learned. Yeah, Peter he, learned. Peter learned, right? but he, he had to get crushed. Right. And, you know, the rock will either crush you or you can fall on the rock and be crushed. Jesus had to explain to his disciples that his own life of self-denial was an example of what theirs should be. In other words, look long term, because when we're when our mindset is Mm self-sacrificial, that's heavenly. Right. You know, when our mindset is constantly thinking about others, that's that's heavenly. Mm -hmm. It's when, and I, I know, I know that's my trap, and I don't know about you, but when I put myself in the middle, it's a life is a hornet's mm-hmm, nest. But mm-hmm. when I start worrying about other people, calling them, finding out how they're doing, and getting out of sight of myself, that's the real deal. And I think one of the other things before we we are towards the end of the program, um, it there doubt, you know, came into the disciples' minds, and I know that right now um, things are, um, you know, do we allow doubt to? Um, to come in. Right. Yeah. To doubt to come in, you know, and, and Jesus on the, Jesus on the, I mean, the, the Romans didn't crucify purse snatchers. Right. 
burglars. Right. They crucified real threats. Now, I want you to think about how debased the mind has to be to consider. Remember, Jesus said, for what good work do you want to stone me? For what good work do you want? I go around and I'm healing people. I'm, I'm feeding I'm people. Feeding I'm, people. Right. I'm doing. I'm, an I'm in. I'm in your temple teaching. Right. For what? What on earth do you? Wh- why is that a threat? Right. See, and they, and they, like I say, they don't. They didn't. They didn't crucify purse snatchers. They they crucified real threats, and so he was considered a real threat by going around and treating people with dignity, gentleness, kindness. And so that's how debased a human mind can get to see a harmless, humble person as a threat. It's just so interesting. It, it, it's mind-boggling. Right, and so are we partakers of this Earth's um, uh, uh, government, or are we a threat to it? Yeah, <laughs> Right. yeah. And a, th- and a threat is, is being somebody who is humble and loving and giving. Exactly. And just everything's upside down. Everything is totally upside down upside because down. of our sinful nature. Yeah. We look through the wrong lens. Right. Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up, folks. You can uh, shoot us a call, 916-645-1297, and Susan will send out some resources. And we have resources on our website, which will show up here in a second. Um, and remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Do you love them? Can I feel his pain and his Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.